So one of the things we can uh, bring around on a re- retreat is a chance to um, waken our body intelligence and uh, quieten the conceptual thinking intelligence. So it's quite a shift. The body intelligence is uh, it's, it's, uh, very much sensitive and in the present moment it doesn't really know the doesn't work in terms of the future or the past. You recognize how much energy we put into uh, a thinking. Or well, don't even put it in, it's just uh, just siphoned there. You know. Just immediately whole floods of energy just go into thinking particularly <coughs> apparent when you're sitting meditating there's nothing you have to think about really. <laughs> yeah. You know, you only have a little one tiny little concept, one kind thing in your mind can just kind of fret and pick away at that for a good hour or two or a day even something that happened in the past or something that's going to happen in the future it's just like this tremendous potential of energy that's looking for something to get going on and um, <clears throat> rather than just kind of try and shut all that down the uh, skill of meditation is to is to channel that into the body so the body takes up the energy so it's not just the energy isn't just spooling around um, you know creating, fabricating things. So, uh, we meditate, this is really one of the uh, fundamental skills. Mindfulness of body. Buddha said the deathless is lost on those who don't have mindfulness of the body. They don't, they don't gain the deathless. They don't, uh, unless there's mindfulness of body. So it's a fairly straight <laughs> statement. It may be that you know, there's so much of our uh, personality and uh, habits directed into the thinking mind, which is what we've really fashioned over the years, even if we're not intellectuals, the way just, you know, that it becomes so dense that it's difficult to to find your way out of it, as you all recognize. So you've got this, but then that's, that's the default, that's where the energy goes. So it takes quite something to, to turn it another way. And uh, standing, sitting, walking, breathing in and out, and uh, is the you know, steady process that we go through. Mm. to awaken intelligence wake, awaken body intelligence <coughs> <coughs> so actually there are particular um, things that bodies immediately recognize if you ask them that's the balance. So whether we're kind of leaning or twisted or balanced, if we're settled and balanced, the basic 
um, stability and poise. So you go to your body, recognize, is it balanced in the upright position? Is it, uh, is it uh, something that's settled? Is it leaning, twisted? When you're standing, this is what you cultivate, standing meditation, just refining and developing the sense of balance um, to the point when you're not holding your body up anymore. It's, it, the ground holds it up, which is a very obvious thing. And yet we, uh, we don't always recognize that. We can walk along holding ourselves in our shoulders or in our, even in your face. And holding, gripping it. Body is held by some extra um, force other than just the uh, something that rises through intelligence. Body gets stupid. Because we lose contact with all of it. So with a balanced sense, the, the uh, you know, attention kind of opens to the whole sense of the body, doesn't it, to get balance. You can't just focus on one point. You've got to focus on one point, but also um, refer that to the ho- overall sense, the overall sense of it, the overall tone. So there's a kind of a centering, and yet there's also a widening, uh, a diffusive attention that... that is just scanning or open to the whole whole sense of the body. So when you stand, you know, focusing on the pressures in the soles of the feet, and then just scanning, aware of whether there's tightness in the hips, whether we're locked in the knees, whether the arms are free, and so on. So you you get the whole sense of that until the body is actually just balancing on the on the feet when you stand. So you always bring that into the standing, to the walking. So you're always walking just in terms of one step at a time rather than getting somewhere which tends to throw throw the body out of balance. And when you walk it's very much a, um, with mindfulness you're aware of how the body shifts its weight from one leg to the other leg. So every time there's a sh- shift of weight the balance moves to to take its stance on another on the other leg, and then one leg is loosened up, and then there's a continual shift of the centre of balance from one side of the body to the other. And you get a rhythmic flow to it. It should be that when you're walking, any time when you you stop, even you don't feel unsteady. Yeah, so that. Even when you, one leg is off the ground, coming off the ground, even if you stop there, you wouldn't wobble over because all your weight is actually on the, on the one leg, coming down one leg. That's what balance is about. And it's very much um, a center thing. So center of the body is the abdominal region, lower back, abdomen. So you, in order to develop uh, balance, you, your attention descends. You can't, it's not like directing everything from up in the head you know, or even assessing mentally. Oh, it's just like this, wait a minute, stop doing that. You know, It's like shifting to the center of the body, feeling it out from, just feeling it from there. That sometimes takes a bit of time. So what we do with uh, recollections is 
things that uh, awaken us, awaken that intelligence. Recollection of, of death, you're bringing that into the body, it means if this is the last moment, you know, you're preparing yourself. So it's not a death in a sense of collapsing, but this is the kind of final moment. So you're just at that very present moment. And there's nothing to worry about. Everything is just finished now. So your body comes into a sense of really listening. You know. Really listening through the body. Another thing that, that the body has to recognize is, is what's immediately around it whether that's uh, intrusive or obstructive, injurious, nourishing, or whatever is, what is around it. So this affects the peripheral experience of the body. Yeah. So um, that, has to feel, that has to feel settled before your body really relaxes. And again, it's not purely a visual or intellectual thing, it's not just remembering that you're safe or okay or it's quiet or nothing's happening. You've got to go into the body and, and see how does it know that? You know, does the body sense that? <coughs> what does it sense? Does it sense a slight guardedness in the chest or the face? Um, <coughs> that kind of closed quality. There's a kind of like an alertness that, that it's not about being present, but about being guarded. Or, um, you yeah, so it's waking up to that, the feeling of, you know, just what happens in a bodily sense when you, you, um, you know, you've had a busy day and you come in and you, to your room and you close the door and you get the feeling of, oh, you know, now it's so, now we're in the cool place. You can close the door, you go to your kuti or whatever it is, and you're out of things kind of jumping in or moving past or happening quickly, and you feel a sense of bodily relief. Yeah. So actually, when you cultivate something like Buddha Nusati, recollection of the Buddha, um, it's to give you the, and metta, loving kindness, it's to give you the sense of being with something that's actually comforting, sheltering, steady, confident, you know, non-obstructive, non-intrusive. So you feel, uh, you feel good in a bodily sense. Mm. So sometimes even visualizing, if you are uh, interested in that, just even bringing up images of Buddha or, you know, benevolent force, even if it's, you can't see it as a, as a human, in a human form, just the quality of being with something that's benevolent. Just imagine being seen by something that's, that's completely um, benevolent and benign. You know what it's like to be seen, don't you? You know, when we, maybe if you were 
uh, to give a talk to a hundred people who didn't know how, you'd, how your body would feel. <laughs> Suddenly, a hundred pairs of eyes will swivel and look at you. You get a sense of So the body knows it's being seen. You get that sense. It comes to, down to that. You recognize that. You get a bodily response to that. But to be seen with benevolent eyes. Like uh, as if you're lying, uh, sitting in the sun, just feeling the warmth through your skin. This is a way of, I think, useful way of developing Buddha Nusati as a, as a bod- in a bodily sense, more than just purely a mental or emotional sense. And those are so death is a way where you don't you don't sleep, you don't doze, you don't kind of fuzz out. You stay sharp. You're on the edge of something. And uh, recollection of Buddha in the presence of something that's uh, grand and uh, supreme and uh, encompassing and delightful. So the quality of alertness, but also the quality of of ease. And then just feeling out whether your back knows that, and your arms, and your hands, the whole bit. I think this is very useful, but sometimes overlooked because we <clears throat> feel we've got to get on do the meditation. And yeah, it's true, doing the meditation, but where you do it from, you know, if it's coming just from the head and the ideas, and the, I- the ideas of what you think you are and what you think you should be and how you think you're going to get there and what you've read in a book and so forth, you haven't actually woken up <laughs> the, the intelligence that could could uh, could take you there. Yeah. So one's one's intent could be sincere and vigorous and so forth, but it's like you know you're. Uh, rowing a boat that isn't in the water yet, still on the dry land, so no matter how hard you go, it doesn't get anywhere. And you get that feeling with it, with uh, in that case in meditation, trying so hard, and you still can't do it, you know. And we think, and we try to stop thinking, and remember this, and recollect that, and it, it's all good stuff, and meaning, meaning, well-meaning, but it hasn't got below the neck. <coughs> <clears throat> so sometimes just just you forget ideas of meditating, and certainly forget about nibbana and samadhi and <laughs> things of this nature. So as ideas, you know, they they can take care of themselves. But just uh, finding out how your body is.
and uh, finding it, asking how it is, and how you how it knows anything. And if you feel uncomfortable, that, you, that your body knows it feels uncomfortable. Well, how does it know that? Yeah. So you, you feel kind of a bit edgy, a bit tight in the stomach, a bit kind of um, pressured. Hmm. Where's that? And then what would it be like? What would take? What would the body do to get out of that? Come out of that? It's like that, just the sense of bringing full energy into the places that have become closed. You bring energy in just by being attentive and releasing the blocks. You don't have to pump. (coughs) So it's not a matter of kind of pushing and pumping more juice into the system. The system can't have any more juice than what it's got already. It's a closed system in that sense. But you can, it can stop using energy to lock itself up, yeah, or just wasting energy, so that when you release the places that are closed or asleep, you know, cramped, energy can flow. So we loosen the joints, extend the spine, open the head, connect to the ground, all the things that take us out of this sense of, you know, the body just being nowhere. You connect to the ground, the space around you, rather than feeling you're kind of held internally. So you you let the body find its place, you know, on, on the planet, rather than as an object in the mind. or an object in the heart, a worry object, or a, a vanity object, or a identity object. Just letting it be an object seen and recognized on the planet. The other thing that bodies know is they know where they're breathing. It's not such an alert thing because uh, it happens by itself, whereas the sense of what's around us is something the body actually has to be alert to, you know, check out all the time. It doesn't really check out the breathing. That happens by itself. So, but then when everything is okay, when you feel balanced, then that's almost the, the, where, the, 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 um, where the intelligence rests. It sits there. It sits in the flow of it, flow of breathing. So the question is, how does your body know it's breathing? So you can um, put aside the ideas, mindfulness of breathing, or being aware, counting the breaths, or being aware of the inhalation and exhalation, just get to the sense of the body knowing it, rather than the thinking knowing it, or thinking trying to do it. 
perhaps you're not breathing are you really breathing how do you know it just just ask yourself tell yourself you're not breathing and see is that right now, anything that moves that's involuntary yeah, so you're not doing it deliberately it's involuntary it's uh, not about moving the limbs anything that, that's moving through the body is breathing is <laughs> somehow connected to breathing you know, it's, it's not other than the heartbeat but anything that you can feel as a general bodily sense of flow, suppleness, moving that's, that's breathing where, where it is it's like that it's rhythmic It's also quietly enjoyable, peaceful. It's not something you have to do or make anything out of. It's peaceful, enjoyable. The Buddha, it's a typical standard of the Buddha in his movement away from uh, intensity, um, uh, mortification, um, extraterrestrial concerns the supernormal is just coming into the normal and a thing that is is not um, about austerity or mortification just pleasant mildly pleasant not about um, excitement or external sensuality it's just an internal quiet peaceful um, enjoyable quality. It's enjoyable because you don't have to do anything, and it's enjoyable because it naturally refreshes and um, suffuses the body. But it <coughs> it works as a, as a meditation. It works when your body's doing it, and when you can just sit back and let the body do it. And even if you're not very, you keep drifting off. Try to maintain that sense of the mind being uh, loose. Yeah, not really wacky loose, but just uh, flexible. Be careful with a word like loose. <laughs> a flexible. Yeah, it's. Uh, So, you know, you get one inhalation and then you drift off, okay, come back, get an exhalation, drift off, okay. So the balancing is, is, is a bit like that, it teeters one way and then the other way. And because the default is to go into thinking as <coughs> an energy topic, you can be sure that's where it's going to go. It's going to go that way. So it shouldn't be any surprise or, you know, personal foible or, you know, big drama about it. This is this is the norm. <laughs> that's where it goes. <laughs> so, you know, once you're aware of that, you have a sense of vigilance over how thinking happens. 
like you're walking while you have a path breathing becomes a path because there's a movement to it it starts and it flows and it stops and it's like a path that goes backwards and forwards you feel that sense of it and it's like if you're walking along a path and maybe you know you get you see something moving in the bushes and you go oh, what's that you turn off you look at it and there's maybe little creatures and you get drawn away what are they doing where are they going where do they come from you know and that's just like that just like you're walking along a, a kind of a a path and you hear something moving your mind immediately goes off and you what well, what that is is it any good is it this is and you're off there you know, it's that it's that quick you know, to be to go off like a line of ants you see this line of ants and immediately your mind wants to follow where they're going to what you really need to know is where where actually where you left the path where you left it what that felt like and it particularly uh, it's quite significant because it's the it's how the, the thinking energy and the body energy don't quite meet you know, thinking energy is often brisker uh, more directed uh, happens, you know, it char- moves along it comes the interesting thing, it skips it's like a monkey, it jumps, skips, jumps, skips jump, 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 jump. body energy is kind of slow, steady it's like some kind of ambling elephant you've got the monkey and the elephant monkey jumps, skips elephant just kind of plods along so they don't quite meet you know. you're going to slow the thinking mind down and notice when the monkey jumps off the elephant it starts to you feel it sometimes it, it's the beginning of like a kind of the body's energy is too slow or too soft or too quiet so the thinking mind can push, something push something wriggles, something wobbles something's kind of pent up you know, you can feel a certain buzzing or moving just as the monkey begins to spring spring off the back and that's the point in which you've actually got to you know, plant the thinking what body, where's the body now so you, rather than just doing it uh, mechanically which is of some use. So you can breathe in, think one, breathe out, breathe in, think two. You know, you can do it like that. Or even just spread the thought over the entire span of the exhalation using something like bud and toll, bud for the inhalation, toll for the exhalation. So you get a sense of trying to get the thinking to ride on the body energy. But then as it softens particularly the point when you you can feel the, the wobble begin, the shift begin that's where you plant the thought breath, breath body, body, what's happening so then you you, you know because those particularly the, the breathing tends to quieten and as it quietens the monkey gets uncomfortable 
this isn't my place, this isn't my energy anymore, this isn't the way I operate. So that it can be like that. You get the, the frustration of things actually quieting down, then you're off. Sort of dream or plan or speculate, suddenly it's gone. And then we can spe- speculate about why we speculate and so forth. But the point is just to recognize how these are quite um, sig- uh, crucial places, significant places where the mind skips. It's a certain level of energy, um, quietness, which isn't mine, isn't my normal place. So particularly you know, getting familiar with a quieter place, a slower place, a more suffusive place, a less productive or hard-edged or factual or um, you know, crisp place, and so it's softer, suffusive. So that becomes something you're more familiar with. In the Anapanasati Sutta, the Buddha begins just uh, by having this sense of full awareness, pajana, which is from sampajana. So it's pajana, one is fully aware. Um, Breathing in, breathing out. So it's that sense of uh, curious, curiosity, interest, sensing. This is how it is. So that's what's bonding the thinking mind to the to the body energy. So it's a kind of curious quality, sense of curiosity. What's happening? Do, is it, do I know I'm breathing? Does the body know it's breathing? What actually happens in that? The movement of tissues, pressures change, energies shift, sensations. And then you begin to recognize there's a pattern in that. It's, it's very a similar pattern of sensations occurs each time. So that's how you get familiar with it. Long, breathing in, breathing out, long the full length of the breath, the breath tends to deepen and you're staying with it through the entire span. Then short as the breath becomes softer and subtler. So these are like exercises in in maintaining the balance as the energy shifts from something that's first of all has to be most opened and extended, the breathing can be quite cramped, you know, just something that happens in the middle of the chest, shallow breathing. So it's actually sitting in a way whereby the breathing drops and completes itself. So you get a very full breath. The breath feels long. And this is like a, um, coming out of the staleness of a constricted bodily state. And there's... there's <coughs> And there's a phase when the body seems to need to do that just to freshen up. And as, as it's com- completed, it quietens down and it becomes softer. And, uh, and that softening, soft, this is a place where the mind takes leave and drift off. Because you know, it's, it's just uh, 
you know, it's like the engine stalls when it's only going at two miles an hour. <coughs> so then you know, can only really uh, navigate that that shift through through listening more deeply and having a fuller fuller receptivity to the body because the energy does even though the 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 breathing uh, slows down or becomes softer the energy shifts it doesn't actually get less it just becomes it it tends to suffuse more it becomes so that the the breathing is not so uh, caught, not such a shift between the stopping at the end of the breath and the flowing of the breath. It's almost as if the breath is, is, doesn't come to such a sudden stop. It kind of fades and it swells much less, uh, less vigorously. So in a way the energy steadies because of that. And feeling that, so thoroughly aware of the entire body, thoroughly experiencing the entirety of the body, which is the um, next instruction. So you feel that sense of the whole body down to the, the wrists and the fingers, the feet, gently uh, tingling or suffused by that. This is the sense the body intelligence is aware of, of um, balance and periphery. You know, it's like you, your attention has to widen. So you don't lose the center, the sense of present moment, but you're around that center, your attention widens to take in the whole, the whole field, or bodily field. Just as it does when you're aware of being looked at, for example, your attention opens up. Mm. You're aware of your whole body, am I okay here? Is it, you know, it's like that, it's like that kind of movement of attention. It's much less um, directed and more uh, attuned and sensitive. And then calming, so a sense of quietening, leveling, smoothing it out. So moving, spreading it around the body, smoothing it out. Now this kind of uh, exercise requires, you know, checking and agility. You can't just kind of rush through it. You've got to let the body... Um, lead so it's it's not exactly uh, do this, do that but these are the kind of things you can look out for as your body settles look out for the sense of the the breath lengthening and becoming deeper look out for the sense of breaths becoming subtler and softer and look out for the sense of the, the whole body receiving the energy and then calming mm. you train train yourself in this way to be look to be uh, sati to have mindfulness of all that
why this is, um, mindfulness of breathing seems so important, apart from its sense of almost epitomizing the, the uh, Buddha's way and taking us uh, out of the um, thinking mind. Because it also allows kinds of uh, tendencies to be witnessed, you know, character building tendencies, identity tendencies to be witnessed that normally we'd either follow or uh, override by jumping. So when we, the mental intelligence, we come to an uncomfortable place in ourselves, the mental intelligence jumps, it skips that bit, we go to somewhere else. We come to a, a kind of a, a tight place or a wobbly place in, our, in ourselves, and the mind jumps, the monkey jumps, you know, to an idea or a thought, or if you're in a kind of a twitch and then you're suddenly somewhere else. Uh, that's what it does. We feel a bit nervous and or embarrassed, and then we jump to a series of thoughts that make us feel comfortable and okay and settled again. <clears throat> we come to a place of feeling a bit uh, delicate or hurt, and the mind jumps to blaming or you know, justification or something like that. Feel somewhat um, empty or uh, void in some ways. Nothing much is happening. The mind jumps into something that's a bit more exciting. So you see these, these jumps, which one becomes so familiar with that that we normalize around that particular pattern of the mind jumping, wandering, drifting, skipping. And so, yeah, I'm fine, (laughs) says the monkey, you know. And all the, you know, the wobbly bits the elephant has to walk over, it doesn't, monkey just jumps to the trees on that one, skips over that. So you don't actually find your way through the body, those places. The nervousness, the uh, hungriness, the uh, doubtfulness, these latent tendencies. Wanting contact, fearing contact wanting to be something, worried about being something. And in any of these, with these latent tendencies, those are the things that, that push. That's, that's the, those are the forces that push the mind off the path. They're the ones that, they actually create the objects that the mind then darts off. Yeah? So you can find yourself following some kind of 
um, sense of structures and plans of the future. That meant that, that was the the quality of restlessness or worry created the ideas of the future that then your mind jumped off to. You know, so that the way it works is that the, the, the latent tendency, as it arises, creates an object that will f- fulfill its purpose. Remember, things we enjoy when you're feeling rather dry or, or barren. Now the, uh, so the karma, the karma tendencies haven't been finished. Now the, the theme of, of, of um, meditation and insight and samadhi is to, and those places where, there is, where the latent tendency arises, it's like certain, the energy of the latent tendency is a kind of pressure called as- asawa, which means something that presses to flow out, so it bursts out, wanting to burst out. It's a nutsaya when it's, it's latent, and then it's got this kind of pressure to flow out, outflow. And, but with the, in the meditation, you actually, as you feel that pressure, just keep relaxing and widening your attention. So that bunching up to, to create an object to, to move out, that's where you have to kind of widen your attention, fill into the body, so that the break doesn't occur. It's not a matter of tightening up, it's a matter in, actually of, of, of a kind of relaxation. Um, not relaxation of attention, but relaxation of energy. So all the hindrances have a certain tightening and effect. They tighten, they speed. You find yourself from being something that was just quietly flowing to something that's slightly spinning. It could be spinning groggy, dreamy, or it could be spinning agitated. But it's always got a twist or a, a spin to it. And your sense of being contracts to fit that particular energy is kind of tighter, narrower state of being. One becomes obsessive, or obsessed in something, closed in it, uh, hypnotized by it, um, stifled by it. So it's this kind of closed-in quality. As the energy is tightening and closing, so you've got to kind of open out. That's the whole bit about um, spreading through the whole body. So but that can hold it. The body can can hold the the energy from doing that. So the more that you can come through these places, then you're doing something very useful. Uh, there's a deep deep usefulness to it. <coughs> so you must overcome the sense of of um, you know trying to get every breath before you can do consider your practicing. Yeah. You only want to really recognize is how to get a feeling your body feeling comfortable and settled, then how to get the body to learn to, to, be, to become intelligent or to awaken its intelligence, and then to really take an interest in where you lose it. 
and enjoy. So the moments whenever the attention comes back into, into the flow of the breathing, the flow of the body, the enjoyment faculty. So it's a faculty, so what I'm talking about is, is the propensity to enjoyment. What, we, what happens to us when we enjoy is something in us kind of is able to trust, to open up, to fully receive. You know? So that is extremely useful you know, to be able to develop that faculty because the mind then relaxes its feverishness or its um, fiddliness, its fussiness. It's, oh, it's enjoy. Uh, so it's through that, um, through that opening of that faculty and the um, sense of, of uh, interest in the process, the qualities of uplift, piti, and ease come in, which are not that, may not be, you know, ecstatic, <laughs> but you can say that you feel a little uh, more fluid or lighter or held, or uh, awakened, or vitalized. So you get some sense of that. And then the more that you attend to that quality, give, over, give to that quality, and murmur that quality, the, the, the stronger and more fulfilling it becomes. Till that quality is what holds attention into the breathing, rather than the thinking mind. So that means you actually have completed the shift from direction through thinking into direction from the body to the sense of of comfort, ease, uplift that is the magnet that holds attention rather than through the through trying to make it work or head more head directed intelligence. Do um, remember to get the cultivation of of um, standing and walking all helps to to um, develop the body intelligence to awaken it. Even when you're just ordinary ordinarily walking around the house or the grounds, just notice how you how your feet hit the ground. Whether you find yourself stomping or skipping, or you just really letting each foot touch the ground and being with that foot as it touches the ground, being with the movement of the hips as they, as they move or the back, just resting in that, just feeling out that. And of course, when you do walking meditation, you don't, you don't, you're not even going anywhere particularly. It's so all you're doing it really is just feeling out the, the rhythm of that uh, bodily experience. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, attuned to what, what intelligence is about. 